Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast that is dedicated to exploring the various facets of well-being and personal growth. I'm your host Avik and today we have an extraordinary guest joining us. Please join me in welcoming Tom Mears an osteopath, body-centered stretch coach, author and well-being futurist. So Tom is multifaceted individual who combines his expertise in osteopathy and body centered stress coaching with his passion for being a well-being futurist so his mission is to empower individuals to flourish in the flow of evolution and thrive in a fast changing uncertain and challenging world so with his unique perspective and extensive experience He is the go-to person for inspiring audiences to see current and upcoming challenges in a different light. So Tom's journey to where he is today has been filled with twists and turns from sailing through stormy waters to facing setbacks in his first business. He understands that the struggles of navigating life's uncertainties. So however he found a lifeline a creation of his future self based on what he now refers to as his dna for the future so this transformative experience became the catalyst for his ongoing reality and set him on a path to help others break free from the rut and embrace a powerful evolution so today we have the privilege to delving into tom's insights exploring his unique approach to well-being and gaining valuable guidance on how to use the future as a tool for personal growth and thriving in this rapidly changing times so tom's message of hope and clear guidance will definitely resonate with the countless individuals and has definitely resonated the countless individuals seeking to navigate uncertainty and flourish in their lives so beyond his professional pursuits he is a space enthusiast and author of books such as futurize yourself and the future's effect and a captivating speaker who captivates audiences with his forward thinking perspective so welcome to the show tom it's an honor to have you on the show Thank you very much. It's a uh, it's amazing to hear my background myself. Um I 
know where I know where I come from. I know where I've been, uh, and then to see that you've picked up on every single element that I do that is amazing. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome. So, uh, Tom, like before before we get deeply into uh, this topic, so first, like uh, just for the audiences also, and uh, sometimes there are a few things as well. So, I have read about uh, your uh, bio and other things. So, can you explain the uh, what is the uh, dysomnia is and how it impacts the autonomic nervous system? Okay, dysautonomia is a disbalance of the autonomic nervous system. And basically, it's, it's another word for chronic stress that has gotten into an allostatic load, which is that you can't recover and recuperate and create general relaxation, recuperation, and regeneration within the body. And so when stress mounts up and that can be that it is one big amount in one go or over time that when the demands and the resources are getting more and more out of balance then this autonomia sets in i specifically work on stress related dysautonomia because dysautonomia is a general term for various conditions within the disbalance of the autonomic nervous system and basically it's the primal neurological system that has an impact on the hormonal system like adrenaline and cortisol that also influences muscular tension, digestion, heart rate, breath rate, immunity. And of course, when that gets dysregulated, all the other systems that follow will also be influenced. Not only the physical, but also it has an impact on minds. So that means on the way we think, behave, time perception and also uh, a lot of cases of depression and anxiety are actually of origin this autonomia great great so i guess uh, this uh, basic understanding uh, will definitely help audiences or the listeners to understand what exactly we are going to talk about so um, thanks thanks tom so uh, what are some common symptoms individuals with uh, dysomnia may experience what do you think well stress related dysautonomia yeah. has of course a lot of um, symptoms but for me, I'm an osteopath and body-centered stress coach. People mostly come with physical ailments like neck, shoulder, or back pain that has come up suddenly. Like I woke up with it. I had like a very small movement. I picked something up out of my cup or I picked something from out of my cupboard. I picked something up from the floor and I was stuck. And I don't know where this is coming from. And by the way, I also, you know, I don't sleep very well. Um, I have these swings. I feel like I've lost a little bit of the, the joy of life. Uh, everything seems to be so, you know, bland. And 
I'm not sure what to do with my life. And also that some people feel that they are more reactive uh, towards other people or situations that they don't seem to be in control anymore over their um, reactions that I was never like this. You know, I was so calm person in these days. I just don't, I feel always so agitated. So that is, you have this plethora of different elements that uh, people represent and it's rarely one ele- one element just like a physical pain most of the time it's an accumulation of physical pain behavioral changes and also spiritual in the sense from you know how they are in life that they find that the, the zing is out of it so it is an Let's say it's always been there, but since COVID-19, what I'm seeing in my practice more and more that people are in fact uh, not only coming with one symptom anymore and that it really is an accumulation of different elements where general or classical medicine is looking at these elements separately and so for the physical maybe go to the physiotherapist for the mind maybe you need some psychology or you know antidepressants are written and for their suggestion they dispel so they're very much at the moment looking at it from very different aspects from very different aspects and very different treatment modalities while we should look at them maybe that there is a joint origin and that since COVID, uh, life has just taken another dimension. Uh, everything seems to go faster and faster. And we are much more scared. We are also, you know, the future. What is it going to give with AI, with automation, robotization? How are my, how are my kids going to, uh, what are my kids going to do in the future? Right? Everything is so open and and really scary because there doesn't seem to be a great outlook among people at this moment. So all of that is just overloading our system and the resources to rebound from that, our resources to recuperate, regenerate and relax seems to be swindling. And that is what is causing you know, this chronic stress response. But if you talk about stress, most people don't take it seriously anymore. You know, stress, oh yeah, everybody has stress. But it's a serious condition. So when you start saying from, but this is stress-related dysautonomia, when you, for me, when you add some kind of a medical term to it, I'm hoping also uh, that people are taking it more seriously and are really considering getting help uh, and also getting tools to deal better with it in the future. Great, great. Um, so, like, from from this, like, uh, what are some misconceptions or misunderstandings people may have about this, the dysomnia and its impact on the mental health? So, h- how can we work to raise the awareness and dispel these misconceptions. About dysautonomia, you mean, or insomnia? No, no, so, I didn't get the word. Yeah, yeah. 
about the so beta and uh, how uh, like we can actually um, uh, dispel this miscon- uh, misconceptions or misunderstandings what you can say okay misunderstanding of stress is that you know it's stress has become uh, a, a name for everything i have stress um, but no is really looking and understanding that it is a, a, a reaction from the body like a survival response no very few people are realizing that there is a whole neurological and hormonal system in action that uh, is when it's overstimulated that it can cause illness or can make illnesses worse and so stress seems to be yeah you know life comes with stress but much of it is just catastrophic for the body not only short time but also in long term perspectives and i think what we need to do is really start educating people more about the not only the the understanding from what is it but also from understanding going to managing a lot of attention is given given today to more managing stress do your breathing exercises go out and walk and um you know for some people they say go running which is actually not a, a relaxation response a stimulator so we also have this perception that we are doing things to relax but actually are not the right things to relax uh, as i said this example of running you know some people say yeah if you have a lot of stress uh maybe you should take on running so that you can run it off but actually stress uh, uh running is a stress response in itself it increases the heart rate blood rate tensions up your muscles and reduces digestion and immunity while you're running so afterwards you feel better but during the process it's actually a stress response so if you're really really stressed for a long time you're a bit overweight and you go running the risk that you actually have a cardiovascular disease or that you get a stroke is increased and so that was great advice and then people die somewhere in the middle of a forest while running so we have to really start educating that the stress response has the parameters of increasing heart rate blood pressure muscular tension and so what we need to do that relaxation response that the opposite to create a balance is decreasing the heart rate decreasing the blood pressure increasing the uh, the tension the muscular tension there is one element that uh, can help with that is breath yeah breathing yeah, breathing in accelerates your heart rate breathing out decelerates it and this kind of by breathing in and out on a regular basis you can actually create uh, an autonomic balance unless you are over the threshold of your body already so if you're already in a chronic stress state so if you're already in dysautonomia this autonomia you can breathe as much as you want it's not going to help you can do all the mindfulness exercises that you want it is not going to work for you you need professional help to reset it in body mind and spirit and the only way you can do that effectively is by manual therapists 
manual therapists who know craniosacral therapy, who are who have trained into the reset approach, they can easily bring the system back into balance. From that point onwards, you need to recuperate and regenerate, and you need to start implementing changes in your behavior to keep it that way, of course. But there is no tool better than a manual therapist's hands when they have learned how to. And this is this is my objective, to really bring that into the world in teaching. And also in India, for example, I'm going there next week to train a bunch in Bangalore because I feel there is a need to change and create a revolution in the evolution of manual therapy because this dysautonomia is taking on over the world as a new pandemic. Definitely, definitely. And uh, for sure, so so India is a good market, I would say. And uh, rather than uh, quoting it as a market, I would say like people globally, they need to understand this uh, this thing and uh, yes what you are doing is something great so uh, I'd say yeah so, uh, like also like uh, as a manual therapist like you were mentioning so as a manual therapist like what is the role of the manual therapists in uh, not therapists as therapies uh, in addressing the dysomnia and promoting the atomic balance so can you explain like how yes so the way to look at the problem of your patient so the patient comes in in and tells okay this is what i need to have help with if it is back pain like your shoulder pain then of course the first question is, is how long did you have it when did it start and then you start creating a story and if it's an accident, okay, then it can be a real mechanical problem. But that mechanical problem can already have caused the stress response to be overactive. And the good thing about manual therapies and about touch is that through specific touch, you can actually calm the body. So it's an indirect stimulus for creating security and safety within the patient. It's like when you have a baby or a child that is in distress, you're not going to fold your arms and say, you know, what's wrong? You know, how, you know what, what's wrong with you? Instead, you take the child into your arms and you hold it very lightly and you give it the feeling of security and safety that until it starts to relax. So first of all, when it's in this distress situation, you feel all the tension in that body and the crying and the breathing changes and the heart rate is up. And you just by holding it, even rubbing over the head, uh, you start, the, the child starts to calm down and you just let go when you feel, from, okay, now my child is again into this ease state. And Therapists don't hug their patients, but we are the ones and all, the only ones that still touch a patient. Doctors don't touch a patient anymore. And so the, the touch is, is a natural healing mechanism that has influence on calming the autonomic nervous system. And if you learn to do it in specific ways, you can increase 
in little time to have a lot of benefits of that. And so manual therapists are the best placed for the future of health and well-being. They are the future of not only creating health and well-being in people, but also into optimizing other treatment modalities like psychotherapy, psychiatry, because they can help the body to process better other therapies by placing their hands, by giving a like a sign to the body, because it's you know autonomous nervous system means autonomous is you don't control it we can't talk to it but through the touch and through aiding the body to relax you give an indirect uh, signal for the body that it's okay that's the language of the body and that creates also changes in vascularization not only in body but also mind and you need that vascularization change in the mind or in your brain to open up possibilities to open up the prefrontal cortex to to have enough oxygen and glucose to think rationally and that changes then again behavior because if you're in a stress response you know, all that energy and that oxygen is more into the central part of the brain, which is making us fight and flight. We need to run. Don't think. If you're in the middle of the road and a car comes, don't think. You don't want to think because if you're thinking, oh, what a nice car, but I love it in red, then it's too late. You, you've been driven over. No, you need to jump so that mind, that kind of behavior is out of you. And when you're on the other side of the road and in safety, you need to switch on again. But sometimes, and with all the accumulation of stress that we have, it seems for many people more difficult to get back into the normal state of ease. And so that's why manual therapists are such a, um, they have such a potential for helping more and more people around the world to create an a conscious evolution or helping people to better adapt to the fast changing world because adaptation is always a stress response and more adaptation is more eliciting the stress response and the only result of that that i can see if we don't start to do something about it is more disease more health problems more more stress more anxiety and more people that whose quality of life is very much reduced. Right. And while we have all, all the capacities and all the potential to be absolutely having amazing lives, even with the changes, but it demands us to change our behaviors. It demands us to change this, the, the, you know, this, our sales and where we, where we are uh, and the direction that we are taking. We need to take a little bit more responsibility over our body and helping it to evolve with the with the changing times. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to explain. Also, I would say. So, uh, like before we wrap up, like can can you just share a message or advice you that you would like to share with the individuals? who are living with uh, dysomnia and facing challenges it present to their mental health 
Yeah, so um, the phrase that I have is mind your body before your body reminds you, right? So we underestimate the influence of the body over the mind, the influence of the state of our body in our decisions, choices, and actions. And so the earlier that you go and get help to get you back into the um, the earth stasis, I call it. There's the good balance uh, from body, mind, and spirit. The quicker you will be able to, you know, be back on your feet and to be back into your element. Isn't that what we all want? We want to. I think we all want to flourish and thrive in this fast-changing world. We all want to feel content, fulfilled, and healthy. But of course, it's up to us, the individual, to take action, to take care of ourselves. Nobody is going to do that for us. So find yourself a therapist that specialize or is at least having some ideas how to help you getting back into form, getting back into your balance state. And there are not many people around, but there, there are more and more people focusing on this kind of work because it's evident that it is the future. Great, great. Thanks, thanks, Tom, for this advice. And I'll I'll definitely believe that people will gonna uh, get something new uh, uh, from it, and it will definitely gonna be help to them. So, and that brings to the end of another enlightening episode of navigating the automatic symphony, unraveling the influence of insomnia on mental health, and the vital role of manual therapists. So we hope that this discussion has actually shed light on the profound impact of insomnia on mental well-being and the empowering potential of manual therapies. So absolutely, like uh, we want to remind our listeners that they're not alone. So if if you or someone you know is affected by insomnia, we definitely encourage you to seek support from healthcare professionals who can provide. personalized guidance and treatment options so as we conclude we want to express our gratitude to our guest tom tom mayers for sharing his expertise and insights on this complex topic so thanks for sharing this and your knowledge and dedication to helping others are truly commendable so thank like you and you made a great point get help right please people please you know you're not alone there are people out there that are there to help you get back into balance yes yes exactly so also listeners like thank you for joining us on this journey of understanding the understanding and compassion because always remember to stay informed be supportive and continue the conversation around insomnia and mental health so join us next time as we continue to explore the fascinating topics and empower ourselves with knowledge to create healthier minds and lives so thank you for tuning in to navigating the autonomic 
symphony stay well and be kind to yourself so this is your host avik signing off remember that together we can navigate life's challenges and build a better healthier future thank you thank you